If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's time for Coffee and Company, fueled by Thornton's on Sports Talk 790. Now here's Nick Coffee. All right, let's do this. It's hour number two on a Thursday afternoon. It is draft day here on Coffee and Company. We are fueled by Thornton's. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Just a reminder, you can take us with you wherever you go. Listen live at 790louisville.com. Also listen live at on the iHeartRadio app, I should say. All right, so uh, we did talk some NFL draft with our guy Brent Sobleski a little earlier today. He gave us his thoughts on all the quarterbacks, including Will Levis. And, you know, selfishly, I asked him about my Colts. But... Um, he mentioned Keetra Clark as a guy for on the Louisville side that may end up actually being the first guy from Louisville to hear his name called, which would be a surprise because I think Yasir Abdullah and Yaya Diaby, just according to mock drafts, appear to be those with the best draft buzz. Now, again, it's not for tonight or even really tomorrow in rounds two and three, but more so in the uh, the later rounds. So we also discussed some big news for Louisville as uh, Adam Zagoria reporting that Louisville is one of four schools that's going to receive a visit from McKenzie Mbako. That's the first real substantiated report that I've seen about Louisville's direct involvement. Everybody assumed that Louisville was going to be a factor in his recruitment once he was released from his letter of intent at Duke, and now we know they are at least expected to get a visit. And not to sound like I'm already, you know, panicking or anything like that, but I think where you where you fall in the line of visits is important here because, you know, maybe this guy really does want to take his time, make a decision, but you know, recruits coming out of high school, they seem to be the ones that will that'll pop on a visit and decide. Transfers a little bit more mature. They they want to maybe take their time because this is the second time around for them going through the process. But anyways, that's good news for Louisville. Again, doesn't mean he's coming here, but being one of the four schools is uh is 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 certainly a great start to this whole process. And Jerry Springer died today, which we will Talk a little bit about it. I don't want people to think, I mean, the last thing I want to be is the guy that people assume is just ignoring the passing of a legend that is Jerry Springer. And I have to ask now. I, it's not even good for the show. It's not. It's just me having to ask. John, do you even know who Jerry Springer is? I do. He's okay. the guy who does the, like, he brought people into his show and they would, like, argue and they might have, like, a parent problem or, like, a child problem or something. You should have just said, yeah, you know him. Why do I sound ignorant? Well, you just don't really know. You don't know anything about his show. You just know who he well, he's is. Like, he's like Maury Povich. Disrespectful. Disrespectful. But they do the same thing. No, they don't. Jerry Springer, I mean, he made the platform, and Maury, Maury benefited from it. That's fair. Like, Jerry's the OG. We don't get Maury Povich, you are not the father, without Jerry. So put some respect on his name, John. I watched a lot of Jerry Springer with my parents not knowing I was watching it as a young kid. <laughs> and it was broke my heart as I got older and a little less naive and realized, oh, these this is all fake. They're not this isn't real. You know, the the guy bringing his sisters, the guy bringing his sister on Jerry Springer to tell his sister that he's been 
having an affair with her brother and they're gay together. Like, you're telling me that's not real? I mean, it's it's a sad situation all around. And that's, that, that's all, I mean, John's face looks like he just saw a ghost. John, that's a mild episode of Jerry Springer, if we're being honest here. It's I can't, mild. I can't imagine a rough episode. <laughs> oh, man. God, you're so you're so young and naive, and I love it. I love you, John. All right, uh, here's what we're going to do. Again, I, I wanted to mix it up, have some fun, because, of course, the NFL drafts here. We're going to have our own drafts, and we're going to give away $50 in Thornton's gift cards to somebody who, in fact, uh, puts together a good draft. And we're starting here with the candy draft. And let me lay this out for you. Five rounds. I'm picking first. John's picking second. Caller picks third. We do five rounds. We draft candies. And then we're going to put it up on Twitter. My team, John's team, the caller's team. And you don't have to necessarily beat me or John with votes here. But what we're going to do, there's going to be at least three different drafts. So each caller is going to be a part of one draft. And if you end up having more votes as the caller from the candy draft than the TV dad draft, then you win $50 at Thornton's. And who knows, maybe, you know, maybe just for being a part of it, I may throw a little Thornton's gift card your way because I like to, I like to, you know, I like to give back. It's Thornton's, you know, it's what we do. We got Thornton's gas cards and we are proud partners of Thornton's. So let's get it started, John. We'll start by uh, bringing on David. David, are you with me? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. John, are you? Can you, David? Do you hear me? Yeah, I thought that was going to happen. So it's fine. David can't hear John. John's in the other room. It's not a big deal. What we're going to do is I'm just going to tell. I'm going to have to tell David who John drafts. That way he knows they're off the board. So let's get it started. Uh, I'm going to go first. And look, clearly this is personal preference. Um, and you know, but you, but if you want to win, keep in mind, like maybe you. Maybe you know just what's so popular. That's what you. That's what you choose. So therefore, you know you're going to get the votes needed. But I'm going with a candy that I, I think is the undisputed best candy out there. Um, you know, just my opinion. Maybe you guys don't like sour candy, but sour Mike and Ikes. It's very Sa- specific. Oh, I mean, in, in the, they've got to be the sour ones. But the sour Mike and Ike, it's the best candy of all time. I can't go into Thornton's without getting them. I mean, they're they're that delicious. So that's my first pick, John. Who you got? I'm going to start off by taking the classic Kit Kat. Classic Kit Kat. So, David, John has taken the classic Kit Kat off the board. Um, I, I mean, I don't. I, I mean that that that's that's a draft night surprise, John. They're like, oh my god, the Kit Kat went in the first round. Oh my goodness, nobody saw this coming. <laughs> Mel Kiper, he didn't have him on the board. So, sour Mike and Ike's for me, the classic Kit Kat. For uh, John David, what do you have? I'll take Reese Cups. All right, I mean that's that's a staple. That's that the Reese Cup in the first round is what we talked about earlier with our guest. Like, you know, maybe it's not the number one pick, but you know what you're getting. It's solid. It's 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 been around for a while. It's the veteran that maybe didn't have the upside, but you know what you're getting. It's a solid pick. So we've got first round Sour Mike and Ikes for me, Kit Kat for John, David's got the Reese Cup. Now we're going to go back to me. You guys are going to understand I've got a specific type of candy that I like, um, and it's not as much chocolate. I'm just – look, I'm going Skittles. 
I like That's a good I like sour Skittles a lot, but I'm just going Skittles because Skittles are are phenomenal. So that's my second round pick. What do you have, John? I got another dark horse. Some would say I'm taking Dots, the gumdrops. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that David was not going to pick Dots, the gumdrops. I think. I mean, <laughs> am I right, David? Right. That was not going to be on the board for you. No, sir. What do you have? I will go with Sour Patch Kids. Oh. Another good answer. Yeah, now I've got I've got a, I got to reset because I was I've been I've been watching the film on the Sour Patch Kids and I expected them to be available <laughs> for me in the third round and you know it happens it's part of the draft so now I will uh, will shift to a really solid candy that it doesn't matter the flavor they're all good and I can't say that about I mean candies that have different flavors you know there's some that you like more than others and there's some that aren't good. I like all of the Airheads. Give me every flavor Airhead. I'm going Airhead. That is my pick in the third round. John, what do you have? This time I'm taking Whoppers. Whoppers? John, you are picking candy that I feel like all the grandparents have at (laughs) their house. I told you before we did this (laughs) that this was going to be a lame draft for me, the candy one. David, were you taking Whoppers? I'm going to guess no. No, I was not. Um, I'm going to go with the oldie, uh, but sure thing, uh, M&M's. Okay, classic M&M's? Yes, sir. Okay, that's a good one. I like that. Now, I'm going to make my fourth round pick. It's going to be the first one that's not in the sour, fruity candy category. I'm going to go with a little Reese's Pieces. I think it's the perfect blend of like, you know, M&M's, which are great. But you get that, uh, you know, you get that that peanut butter in there. So Reese's Pieces is my fourth round. Who do you have, John? David may have taken the classic M and M's, but I've got peanut M and M's. Okay. Far superior. Okay. That counts. That counts. That's part of it. All right. Peanut M and M's for uh, for John. David, what do you have next? I'll go Snickers. He's smart. David knows what he's doing. He's picking the classics. I mean, he's he's not a guy that's and I like it. GMs that take humongous risks that oft, oftentimes it doesn't pay out. David is a GM when it comes to the candy that that he he wants production. He's not basing it off of uh, you know a diamond in the rough. He wants he wants to uh, to bring somebody in that, you, that that has some sustainability. All right, so the last one for me uh, is a candy that I, I I know if you guys saw it you would you would know what it is and in in you you know maybe you like them but when i say it i don't know if everybody's going to instantly know what it is it is sour punch straws do you guys know what that is i do know what that is david you know what those are okay absolutely i'm going sour punch straws uh is my is my last pick john who are you taking? This uh, may continue to fall in the category of old people candy but the special dark hershey bars so just a Hershey bar, but dark chocolate? Yes. You are 87 years old with candy, my man. And it, you you did warn us. Like, you are an old soul with candy. Like, I swear, I go over to my, my mamaw's house, and I check the pantry. She's got John's draft. She and John are on the same page. Uh, all right, last one for you, David. Who do you have? I'll go Heath Bar. Heath? That's a little bit of an yeah, old that school. Fits, that fits the old school. Category. That's, a, that, that's a late round steal for David. He's thinking, okay, I don't. He's thinking before the draft. He's like, you know what? I don't think Heath's going to be on the board. But man, if it's there, I'm taking it with my final pick. All right, so David, you are in. What we need you to do? Hang on the line and give John your name and your phone number, and uh, we'll be in touch. And uh, best of luck to you. Thank you for being a part of it. We appreciate it. Thanks, Nick. All right, again, uh, I'm going to put him on hold here, and then yeah, you can handle it. So there we go. Um, I got to tell you, I think 
I think David may have the best chance here just because he went with candy that I know is super popular. Reese Cups, Sour Patch Kids, M&M's, Snickers. Heath Bar is kind of a wild one. Mine is just going to, I'm going to get votes based off, but it's not about, like, David's not going up against us. He's going up against the other callers who were a part of the other draft. So if you are on hold, you can hang around if you'd like, if you were calling to be a part of this. Um, however, if you, uh, you know, were wanting to talk about something else, we can we can certainly squeeze you in. I just don't want everybody to be holding and me thinking they're all here because they want to, you know, they want to win ga- a gas card, which I want to win one too. I get it. I understand. But we'll do another one of these as we uh, as we wrap up the four o'clock hour, and then we'll do the third one in the five, and maybe we'll finish with one. We'll see just how it works. But uh, yeah, fun stuff. All right, uh, let's get back into the hard hitting sports coverage, which is why you listen to this show. That's why you tune in. I mean, that's 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 what I mean. You know, nothing but sports, all sports, all the time. Unless, of course, we do a candy draft. That's when we, you know, that's when we mix it up. But uh, Haley Van Leth, I, I I really don't have anything to add that I haven't already said about the Haley Van Leth situation. So she announced earlier today she is in fact going to transfer from, well, we knew she was transferring from Louisville, but she's going to transfer to LSU. And I think the fact that she visited LSU, and it was the first school she visited, and the only school we knew of that she had planned to visit, I think fans kind of already worried this was going to happen, so therefore it's not a huge shock from what I can tell. However, there may be some that, you know, were worried and now it's real and you're thinking, oh my God, I can't believe she did that. And I, I what I would like to know, is it because she's going to another contender and she's not in fact going close to home, which is what she told the staff she was going to do? Or is it the fact that she's going to LSU and you hate LSU? Because Kim Mulkey, I mean, I got to be honest with you, Kim Mulkey, I get why people don't like her. Because she's, you know, she's Kim Mulkey. <laughs> she's she's very, very polarizing, very obnoxious, very flamboyant with her, not only her wardrobe, but her antics on the sideline. I mean, she's she's somebody that if you're, I mean, I would imagine a lot, of, I'll put it this way, people who are, Fans of Kim Mulkey are either huge LSU fans or they love Kim Mulkey because they happen to really align themselves with the political stances and views that she has been public about. That's what I would say. Um, So outside of that, though, like, I mean, she's a phenomenal coach. I mean, she built Baylor to what they are today without them ever really being anything before that. I mean, she won a national championship in 2005, she won another championship in 2012, won it in 2019. Of course, she had a phenomenal run with Brittany Griner. Thankfully, Louisville was able to knock that team off in 2020 or 2013, which, by the way, they were 34-2 and two with that Brittany Griner team. And when people think of the biggest upsets in college basketball history, they oftentimes think of the men's side. I'm guilty of doing that, too. But if you really give it some thought, the biggest upset in the history of college basketball is probably Louisville beating that Brittany Griner team in the Sweet 16. Or I'm sorry, in the Elite Eight. Or was it the Sweet 16? It was the Sweet 16, I apologize. So, here she is at LSU, and in her first season, they go 26 and 
six, 13 and three in the SEC. They make it, they lose in the second round, but they took a huge jump up. And then this past year, they were 34 and two and won the national championship. So she's a phenomenal coach, but again, she's, she's kind of a villain. So my question is when it comes to Louisville fans that are upset about Haley leaving, I'm sure there's layers to it, but what is, what makes this the ultimate punch to the gut that some of you feel? Is it that she's going to a villain type team? Or is it just like, because again, let's think of another power program. South Carolina. The fact that they didn't win at all this year was a big shock, right? They they lost to, was it was it Iowa, Caitlin Clark? I believe so. Yeah, in the Final Four, right? So if Haley transferred to play for Don, Don Staley, is that her name? I know the no, it's somebody's name. <laughs> Sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's say she transferred to play for Don Staley. At South Carolina, is the reaction the same? I don't really think that it is. I think people are still bummed that she left, and it continues to, at least in the eyes of some, be a bad look for Jeff Walls to lose your best player when you're, you know, to a team. I mean, Haley leaving is clearly she wants to go win a title. It's not money related. It's not location. Certainly, she's now further away from home in Louisiana. So I again, I said this before. This is me mentioning sort of the same thing I've already said. Haley is there's no there's no example of Haley yet, but I think there will be. I think Haley may be the first. Haley's going to be the example people use down the line, where you lose somebody to the portal, and there's really not anybody to blame. I guess you could blame Jeff that maybe they're not in a better position to win a championship, but it's not like they're missing the tournament. I mean, Haley was a part of a Final Four team. She was part of two Elite Eight teams. I mean, it's not like they've they've been you know whiffing. But she's realizing, you know what, I, I could go play for a team that's going to for sure have a chance to win a title next year, and I don't know if Louisville's going to, so that's what I'm going to do. I don't think there's an equivalent to that in football or men's basketball that we've seen yet. So, you know, I get Louisville fans being, you know, because there's an emotional attachment when you are, in fact, a, a, a fan, a diehard fan. But look, it's all transactional now. And I don't mean just transactional from a money standpoint, because again, I don't think Haley's move was was motivated by money. But if it was, you know, that's just how that's just where we are now in college athletics. But I'm curious, maybe, maybe that's you know, I'm, we're already getting some responses on the text line. We'll get to that in just a second. But I want to give some time to read these and, and and give you you know sort of a representation of what we're hearing from the audience. But if if Haley Van Lith leaves. And she ends up going to play for Don Staley at South Carolina, or maybe she goes to play for Gino REM at UConn. Is the is is it still as does it still give you the same type of emotion and feel? Because I kind of think no. And I think if she goes to Washington, you're still bummed she left because again, it's. It's, you know, it's Haley Van Lith, one of the bigger stars in the sport and a great player for sure. But at least at that point, you could claim, okay, there's nothing wrong. I mean, she literally is just going home because Washington's not. I mean, Washington's nowhere near the program Louisville is. And she literally just wants to go home. But the fact that she's now at LSU and Kim Mulkey's been a villain sort of for Louisville because of just, you know, Louisville's played Baylor some, you know, at, at times when she's been there. In fact, they play, I mean, again, we really learned about Kim, at least I learned about Kim Mulkey's sideline antics when Louisville beat them in the, in the Sweet 16. 10 years ago. All right. Uh, we'll take a quick timeout coming up here in just a moment. Before we do that, I want to get to uh, a text that comes in 
not related to anything we've talked about today. But I'm genuinely genuinely curious because I don't know. Um, but this is from. Well, they're they're not picking on John, but they're kind of picking on John. But it's all in fun. This is from Paul who says, I knew I had to be worried about John when he mentioned early on in his time with you, Nick, that he doesn't like Taco Bell. And now I hear he's got an Android. The question I have, as someone who does not associate with anybody that has an Android, do they have read receipts for text messages? I don't. Do you know what that is? Yeah, where you can see if somebody read the message. So you can't turn that on or off with Apple? With Android, you cannot. Okay. I'm glad you can't. It's, it seems like a, it seems like it's created a lot of toxic problems for people. No, it's... Uh, I would never have it turned on because I don't, you know, because I don't want people to know if I read it or not because yeah. <laughs> I don't get back to people as quickly as maybe some people do. But I feel like you're kind of like, for example, if you're not so technologically sharp relative, just doesn't even know that it's on like it's one thing. But I feel like if you're in the younger crowd and you leave it on, like it's kind of a like it's kind of ballsy, right? Yeah, especially... Because, like, I know you read what I sent you eight hours ago, and you didn't write me back. Like, you mentioned the toxic thing. Like, I, you know, I think we all have people that we communicate with through text somewhat regularly that you just know are not great at getting back to you, right? Yeah. And you just kind of chalk it up as that. But, like, if you're back and forth, conversation, right? The texts are flowing, and then you just get left on red... That's, I mean, there, could, slap in the there face. could be the scenario, though, where like, oh, that they were reading it and then somebody called and something came up. Or they could just be like, yeah, the hell with you. <laughs> and that's what <laughs> like, goes like, for like, people's minds. Yeah, like getting left on red ain't cool. I'm just glad I've never had to deal with it. God, you're so, you're fighting it still. You're still fighting. No, you want me to suffer is what you want me to do. <laughs> I don't want you to suffer. <laughs> I want you to prosper as a iPhone user and you'll sleep better at night, John. I don't know if you're sleeping good or bad, but I'm you'll... sleeping fantastic. I mean, iPhone's Catching the way Z's. to go. I, I was I was floored. Because a lot of people who are Android folks, they're influenced by other Android people. And then to find out that John goes to the Tumbleweed on Outer Loop, shout out to Tumbleweed. That's an inside joke for the show if you don't know. But John said tumbleweed and out of loop, and his family just flat out has the intervention. Like, enough's enough, John. We're done. We love you. We support you. But you need you need to to just 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 call it quits. And all they're saying is stop ruining our group messages. That's all they're saying. That's the biggest gripe with any iPhone user when they're communicating with an Android user. Yeah. I mean, is it valid? No. I mean, yes and no. Valid to them, maybe. To me, I don't care. All right. Um, if you so again, if I send you a video and a picture, or is it just video? The picture will look fine. The video won't. The video right? will look like garbage. What about if you send me one? I think it looks like it looks I like crap. Too, I right? think it still looks like crap. Yeah. And which which one do you think would would potentially like you know? Because I would assume the snobbiness of. The platform, meaning iOS, Apple people, and Android people, like they don't, like, we're not going to cater to the other. Like our videos are fine. If you want to see high quality videos that we can produce with our devices, then you need to be on our team. Like I don't think anyone's going to cave. It's just going to be a divide between Android users and iPhone users. And 
It's it's the world we live in. All right, quick timeout. Stick with us. It's Coffee and Company again, fueled by Thornton's on Sports Talk 790. You're listening to Coffee and Company with Nick Coffee on Sports Talk 790. And I promise you this, above all else, I'm going to be more obnoxious, more overbearing, and I'm going to make you all learn to love it. Give Nick a call at 502-571-7900. Now back to Coffee and Company, fueled by Thornton's on Sports Talk 790. Give Nick a call at 502-571-7900. So we have some breaking news here as uh, we are about halfway through the show. Big news. And that is that uh, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens have agreed in principle on a five-year contract extension. So, uh just looking at uh, Ian Rappaport's Twitter here, uh, he reports that the uh, that the deal um, apparently was more so. I, I, we don't know the the official breakdown just yet, but again, Lamar Jackson has agreed on a five year mega deal, and uh, Rappaport reports that once Jalen Hurts' deal was done, Baltimore stepped up and offered him a deal that trumped what. Uh, Jalen Hurts just signed for was it last week, the week before? So that is uh that's good for Lamar. I mean, now he at least has some security. He's he's he knows Baltimore's gonna be where he wants to be. I do feel for Lamar though, because you know, he can he can make a lot of money and he's gonna make a lot. I mean, his deal's gonna be humongous, but you know, because Lamar didn't get his deal as soon as some guys like Jalen Hurts did, I mean, that's money he'll never get back. So maybe he can make it up in endorsements, but he's just not been super active in the endorsement market just yet. But here is an official tweet three minutes ago from the Baltimore Ravens account, Lamar discussing the uh, the deal here. I've not heard this yet. I assume because it's in the Baltimore Twitter account, it doesn't have cursing, but we'll see. Here's Lamar discussing the, uh, the big news. You know, for the last few months, there's been a lot of he say, she say, a lot of nail biting, a lot of head scratching going on. But for the next five years, it's a lot of flock going on. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Let's go. Let's go, man. Can't wait to get there. Can't wait to be there. Can't wait to light up MT for the next five years, man. Let's get it. So that's Lamar. Here is Ian Rappaport as he breaks the news on the NFL Network. Again, if you're just now joining us, something that has been talked about extensively with us here locally, but obviously I think you could make the claim that Lamar Jackson's contract situation with the Ravens, him not having an agent, I think it's been the most, maybe this is just tunnel vision for me focusing on the Louisville guy, and of course I'm a fan of Lamar like a lot of you, but I think you could make the claim this has been the biggest story in uh, in, the, in the NFL, this offseason at least. But here again, Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network on the breaking news. We have some major, major breaking news. Sources say Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens have agreed to terms on a brand new contract extension. This saga, which has been ongoing for weeks, months, years, is expected to be over. This should be announced shortly by the Baltimore Ravens. A bombshell right before the draft. These two sides 
have been in intense negotiations for not just the last several days, but really the last several months. Once Jalen Hurts got his deal, Baltimore stepped up, offered more, and essentially made Lamar Jackson an offer he could not refuse. At long last, at long last, the Baltimore Ravens are locking in their franchise quarterback, and it is Lamar Jackson. So I, I assume we're going to find out the financial details of this. And I'm not somebody that's super interested or, you know, I mean, it 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 makes me jealous to see how wealthy people actually are <laughs> and how different my life is compared to theirs as far as, you know, how we're compensated for what we do for a living. But I just, you know, I, but Lamar... I think even if you were somebody that's never really cared about who the highest paid person is at this position or that position, because of Lamar's specific situation, I think a lot of folks are really going to be interested to see what the deal actually was, right? Like, is it going to be, I mean, I would assume it does not include the guaranteed money that Deshaun Watson was going to get, because I don't think the Ravens would would cave at this point. But my guess is that it is, in fact, similar to what, was reported that he turned down recently, which is the two hundred plus million dollar guarantee that the uh, that the Ravens offered him. And I don't know if this offer was something that was you know recent, as they're you know they've been discussing it, or was it the was it the offer that he turned down last year before the season started? So the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL, as far as guaranteed money, Deshaun Watson is at two hundred thirty million. Nobody's trumping that. Kyler Murray is at 189.5 million. Jalen Hurts is at 179.3 million. Again, reports from Ian Rappaport, actually, on the Pat McAfee show at least a couple weeks ago mentioned that one of the deals that Lamar had turned down was, in fact, 200 million guaranteed. So my guess is that he got more than 200 guaranteed, but still under 230, which is what Deshaun Watson has. Or it's right around 200, and it's just him realizing this is clearly the best. I mean, him just kind of, I mean, him caving, right? I mean, that's that would be what it is. So, big news. I'm happy for Lamar just because now the story is over. You know he's going to be in Baltimore, and here's to hoping they can put a roster together that uh, has some success. I know signing Odell Beckham Jr. is a big splash because of the name, but I'm not convinced he's going to be elite. Maybe he is, but he's also, literally, his entire career, he's been prone to be injured. So, hopefully he's somebody that can really help them in the playmaking department, and there's some talk that they may make a big trade here, meaning the the Ravens, and go get um, you know a big-name receiver. I can't think of the guy's name for some reason who played for the Texans, uh, Hopkins, who's now, I guess, with the Cardinals, and apparently because of the cap, he may be on the move. So, And, of course, they've got seven draft picks to use. So um, I don't – I mean, I'm not a fan of the Ravens by any means, but I pull for them because of Lamar. Does that make sense? Like, does that make me a phony? Like, am I talking out of both sides of my mouth? No, because I don't think so. I, 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 don't, I can't tell you that I'm a fan of the Ravens, but I am a fan of Lamar, and I want to see him do well, which, of course, means if he's doing well, then the Ravens are winning. So um, hopefully they can do well in the draft, and, uh, you know, Lamar can, can – I mean, I hate saying, like, he can prove people wrong because Lamar, when healthy, has been phenomenal at every turn. I mean, even when they slipped up and lost to the Titans in the MVP season that he had, I mean, it wasn't as if, like – I mean, that was – I mean – Lamar has proven he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL really every chance he gets. But the last few years, injuries were a factor. Not just to him, though. I mean, even when he was healthy, he was handing the ball off to guys that were on the practice squad two weeks prior, but because of injuries, they had to be out there. And let's be real, the 
Ravens have never really helped him in, in, in the receiver department, it seems. So, big news. Lamar Jackson signed a five-year mega deal extension with the Ravens. Wouldn't be shocked if we find out by the time the show ends today what the terms of that deal are. And if we find out, we'll let you know. All right, stick with us. We've got another draft coming up as it is draft day. We've already got our uh, participant. We're going to do a actor draft. I told him we were doing fast food already. We can do fast food. That's fine. Okay. Actor draft's coming up later. Fast food item draft coming up next. Stick with us. The uh, the participant who gets the most votes in their draft is going to win a Thornton's gift card, $50 Thornton's gift card. So, I mean, who wouldn't want that? All right, again, Coffee and Company as we roll along here on a Thursday afternoon on Sports Talk 790. You're listening to Coffee and Company with Nick Coffee on Sports Talk 790. Denise called and she said she can't go out with you on New Year's Eve because she's not your girlfriend, she's your therapist. Is that what she said? Yeah. She's a rascal. Give Nick a call at 502-571-7900. Now back to Coffee and Company, fueled by Thornton's on Sports Talk 790. Give Nick a call at 502-571-7900. All right, let's do this. It is time for another one of our drafts. Again, it is NFL Draft Day, which is awesome. So we're doing our own drafts, drafting random things. Before we get to that, though, I do want to share some big news for folks who are just now joining us, and that is Lamar Jackson has inked a five-year extension with the Baltimore Ravens. I'm unsure of the official terms of that deal. However, certainly a uh, a big relief, I would say, for for Lamar and, and the Ravens, too. Also, Haley Van Lith, she has decided that uh, she's going to go play at LSU, and that uh, certainly seems to 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 be a uh, an issue for Louisville fans. And then another name we've talked about, Mackenzie Mbako, the five-star recruit from uh, that was committed to Duke, now available, one of the top ten players in the country. He is going to take four visits before he makes a decision, Louisville being one of them, along with Kansas, St. John's, and Indiana. And we'll, we'll get back into that coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. But without further ado, it is now time, as uh, I am on the clock, to make my first pick. It's the first pick in the fast food item draft this can be fries can be sandwiches can be tater tots can be a burrito taco and just to, just to keep in mind i would myself john and steve steve is with us he is participating in this draft just keep in mind you know don't make it like a mom and pop item because that probably wouldn't if it's something you know is great but you know nobody else knows about it they're likely not to vote for it so just kind of you know keep that in mind i would just make sure these are chains that at least people have heard of so i'm gonna go i'm gonna go first here and i'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna go with the uh the mcdonald's double cheeseburger it's it's you know classic it's it's a classic it's uh it's consistent it's uh, you know I don't need it I don't need it often because I try not to eat fast food a whole lot but McDonald's double cheeseburger has been consistent it's been a staple and uh, 
That's what I get every time I go to McDonald's. So I'm going McDonald's double cheeseburger for my first pick. John, what do you have? I'm starting with what I hope is a big hitter, the spicy Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. Okay, spicy Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich is John's first pick. So, Steve, you're now up. Welcome in. Thank you for being a part of it. And uh, who do you have with your first pick? Well, you guys keep trying to uh, take all my stuff away, but uh, we got to go with the classic, the good old White Castle. Okay, the White Castle classic burger? Yep. All right, that's a a good choice. All right, I am going to go with... uh, I, I, this may be one that I that uh, maybe it is really popular. I don't I don't know for sure, but it, it's 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 right behind. It almost was the first pick for me, but I'm gonna go with the Taco Bell chicken quesadilla. I uh, it's again it's just an item that when I go like I Taco Bell is the kind of place I go to and I end up ordering a lot more than I need to and don't eat it all because there's just so much on the menu that I like. But I just can't go there without getting the the uh, the chicken quesadilla from Taco Bell. John, you're on the clock. Who do you have at number two? Next up for me, the best fries in fast food, Arby's Curly Fries. All right, Arby's Curly Fries. Um, they're good. I, I wouldn't have expected them to be round two, but, you know, they are really delicious. All right, so Arby's Curly Fries are off the board. What are you going with, Steve? Well, you got to go back to the double burger there at the old-fashioned Dairy Queen. Okay, so the Dairy Queen double burger, double cheeseburger? Yes, sir. All right. Back to me, round number three. And uh I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with it's tough because I got two in mind, but I'm gonna go with the Arby's beef and cheddar. It's uh I I rarely ever get Arby's because, you know, every time I go, I feel like the menu items are three more dollars than they were the last time That's I went. True. But Arby's is good. Like I I love Arby's food. I just don't go that often because it's super expensive. And it's really, what I get there is just super filling and it's a lot of food. But I'm going double cheeseburger for my uh, my third round pick. What do you have, John? A lot of people will debate who has the best fast food biscuits. But to me, it's the biscuits from Bojangles. Okay. I did not expect a biscuit to be taken, but a Bojangles biscuit off the board in round three for John. What are you going with, Steve? Uh, we got to go with the Wendy's chili. Okay, I like that. I like that pick. That's that's like when you're doing your fantasy football draft with the fellas and you're walking up to the board to to stamp on what you picked and the whole crowd's like, oh, good pick, solid pick. I like it. Good stuff, Steve. All right, uh, for me, I'm going to go with uh, with – with another again i'm just going like i'm going every fast food place i go to there's something i like that i really enjoy right i think most people say that this is one that i just it's consistent and it's delicious and it's a fourth round pick for me i'm going with the chick-fil-a nuggets that is uh my first that is my fourth round pick what do you have uh john next up i'm taking a, a piece of fish from moby dick a Moby Dick, just like a piece of fish or fish sandwich? Just, just their fish in general. Okay. You put it on a sandwich, put it however you want, but their fi- fish from Moby Dick is un- untoppable in the fast food realm. All right. I don't eat fast food fish, but Moby Dick is certainly popular, and that is the fourth round pick for uh, for John. What do you have, Steve? I'll tell you what, Moby Dick's some good stuff, but um, I'm just going to have to go with the good old classic you know, regular crispy chicken from KFC. Okay. Original recipe chicken or just the crisp? Are you talking like crispy, like tenders? The, nah, the, the, they, they make it crispy or they make it original. The crispy is the way to go. Got it. Crispy chicken. 
from, of course, the legendary KFC. That's where you got to right. go. Last uh, last pick for me in the fifth round. It's uh, it's a little tough because there's all kinds of you know. I'm just thinking of places that I like and 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 you know what uh, what comes to mind. But I'm gonna go with my favorite fries. I'm going with the Rally's fries. Rally's fries are are. I don't have them enough because there's not a rally super close to me, but rally's fries, they're my favorite fries. That's what I'm going with. All right, uh, John, your last pick. What do you have? Kind of a wild card. I'm taking the mozzarella sticks from White Castle. Didn't even know they had them on the menu. I like that John <laughs> is mixing it up and not a fr- I mean, John's drafting who he wants on his roster. He's That's not true. worried about mock drafts. He's not worried about the buzz. He's going with the mozzarella sticks at White Castle. All right, last pick. Who are you going with, Steve? Well, tell John too bad for his luck. But I'm going to go against your rally's fries, and I'm going to put McDonald's, the fries that been feeding people for 50 years. Oh, yeah. That's a, I mean, in fact, that's a, that's, I'm surprised they went that late because I think in the eyes of most, those are still the best fast food fries in the game. They're certainly delicious. So there you have it. Uh, Steve, stick with us. Stay on the line. John's going to infor- get your phone number. I info. believe Steve has a question for you, too, he wants to ask. All right, brother. All right. Uh, we got to run anyway. Just, um, but. Yeah, get, stay, stick with him and get your info, and and, and we'll uh, we'll let you know how the uh, how the poll plays out. For those just now joining us, what we're doing is we're going to do at least three, maybe four, if we have time. I don't know. Different drafts today because, of course, it's the you know it's the it's the NFL draft. So therefore, um, we we're there's going to be a caller for each of them, and the caller who ends up having the the best results as far as how their draft did will end up being the winner of a fifty dollar gift card, gas card, I should say from our fine folks over there at Thornton's. And, you know, we'll see how generous I'm feeling as we roll along here because, you know, maybe I, maybe just for participating, you may get one thrown your way. I don't want to promise anything, but uh, it's been fun so far. And wait till you see these graphics we're putting together. I mean, we're, we're official. We're official here in Coffee and Company. All right, we got another hour to go, a lot to get to. Big news, a big newsy day here as we roll along. Five o'clock hours next right here, Sports Talk 790.